There are a lot of video games to play. Too many. Too many. Which which one's fallen kind of on the wayside for you? Um, well, ACO, Assassin's what? Creed Odyssey is probably the biggest. Oh, do you have that? No, well, kind of. Hmm. So here's my thought. Oh, right. I talked about this on, on the Twelfth of Slack. Like, I'm not going to buy it because I have it. But you don't but have I'm it. But I'm not going to play it because I'm going to lose it. Well, that's what you get. <laughs> I guess. Apparently. But of the things I own, I'm like not like super like chomping the bit to go back to Red Dead. Like it's amazing. And it's cool. I know. That's so what I'm, I'm saying. Like, I'm not like gonna play more Red Dead. I know. I can't feel bad. We're just getting into the podcast now. This isn't an intro. Let's play music. We'll get back into this. Okay. Welcome to the Exploding Barrel Podcast for November 16th, 15th. I don't know when you're putting this up. I don't know how much energy you have tonight. Not enough. 16th. 16th. Okay. So, yeah, this is Mike Nari joined by my brother AJ. What up? That guy. What do you prefer that I call you? Because I just changed my mind every time. Oh, Kirk. Oh, great. Great. I'm a man of many names. You're just mad that I'm not consistent. That's the problem. (laughs) So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, talk about before. It's like... I. It's like I like Red Dead Redemption too, but I tell you what, with all these other games coming out, when when I have a couple hours to play a game, it's, I'm not usually like time to get back into Red Dead. Well, Red Dead's like that game that I feel like I need to sit down for eight hours, right? And I don't have eight hours. You don't get much. You don't get much done in a short play. It too. also doesn't help that Diablo three is on the Switch. Yeah, because that's just so easy. To well, play. I can play that for a bit. I can play Tetris Effect for a bit. Which, which oh, we'll I need talk to play about. that before I go home. Yeah, that's yeah. super fun. Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, yeah, I mean, Red Dead's. Good, but it, it is it, it is slow. It's slower than even like, which is fine. It's, it's not saying it's a bad thing. There's yeah. a place for that pace of game. It's just really hard to fit in in November. Like if this game came out in May when it was supposed to, oh, it would have been great. We played it all summer. I, I feel like Red Dead Redemption One was not this slow, but maybe I'm misremembering. It was a little more video gamey. But there's, I feel like there's a lot more shooting in it, which yeah. I feel like I almost feel like. Like a, I don't know, very vanilla. Being like, there's not enough shooting in Red Dead Redemption, but it's sometimes I'm like, oh, can I do something? Then like every time you do shoot, every two hours I forget how to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. So many systems. Yeah. Okay, but uh, so yeah, we have a lot of things to talk about. Uh, a lot of games, all out that. Uh, I don't know where you want to start, Edge guy. Well, you want to start first with this big news story that hit today about Sony yeah. not coming to E3 in yeah, 2019. Yeah, I don't know what you think about this. Yeah, this was kind of... So it's funny how this came out because ESA, like, released a press release about E3 2019. They're like, it's going to be great. Nintendo's going to be there. Microsoft's going to be there. It's going to be great. And everyone's like, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> One, two, hey. But then Sony was just like, yeah, we're not going. Was like, what? So, it, it, yeah, crazy. Um, but, so... First of all, like when you kind of look like you know the reason they canceled the PlayStation experience because they didn't really have anything to talk about. Are they still not going to have anything? I to find talk? it hard to believe. That I find it very hard to believe. The only things they're making right now are The Last of Us Two and Days Gone. Well, I mean, there'd be Ghost of Tsushima. There'd be um, the Death Stranding, right? And I mean, I, I that's pro- all known stuff. Like, well, I, I mean, why should they didn't I, announce many yeah, things? Yeah, but I have to assume they're ready to announce something. I know, right? You, so, you, so there's there's that part of it. So maybe that's why. Yeah, you at think the same like time, I think Horizon Two must be worked on right now. You think yeah. I can flash a logo? I think they pull the EA. 
where they're they're they have an event in Los Angeles the week of E3. Maybe not like quite. their press conference will be literally at the same time. I, yeah, everyone's guessing. I definitely believe. I don't even know if it'll be that week, but they'll do something. Maybe they'll do their own thing. And they'll they, do it. No, they'll do. It'll be during E3 because yeah. that's when everyone's there. The, the theories I don't believe as much are. I mean, I, again, I, I find it hard to believe they're not going. They don't have enough to show. Mm-hmm. I buy that for for PSX because nobody wants to show that centered around Death Stranding. Right. Uh, not Death Stranding. I mean, Days Gone. I would want it. You wouldn't want to show about Death Stranding. I would. <laughs> I'd be all about it. But and I don't like some people are like, well, they're so close to releasing the PlayStation Five. Probably no, why bother? Not. Even if they were, you still like go out and sell your things. Yeah. But yeah, I still find. I, th- I still think PlayStation Five is 2020 at the earliest. I think we hear about it in 2020. I think, out I, think I think we'll hear about it next year, maybe. But. These systems are five years old. That's that's not that old. And like I said. I mean, it used to be old, but compared to last generation. Yeah. I don't think we get new consoles until you can take what a 2080 Ti RTX does with ray tracing and 4K and all that shit and put it in a $500 console. And we're not going to be there for at least three years. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I, so I definitely don't see the point of making a new console anytime soon. Doesn't mean they won't do it. Mm. Um, but yeah, so, but yeah, it, I mean, it is just weird. Just because, I mean, Sony has been at every E3 since the first one in 95. They were very, they are famous at it because that was when they were showing off the PlayStation ahead of its launch. Sega, like, they had their little press thing and their surprise was the Saturn's out now. And the PlayStation countered like, ah, well, our system's going to be $100 cheaper than yours and better. Yeah. And uh, we all know how that went. But yeah, I mean, Sony's been a big part of PlayStation, or E3 every year uh, since then. So it is it is weird. I wonder if there's a part of this Whenever Sony's on top, as they are now, not by the margins that they used to be, yeah. but they're on top. They get a little they get hubrisy. a little bit hubrisy, don't they? And we yeah. see that we saw it before, even with uh, with the crossplay, and they did kind of backed off from that a bit. But yeah, it is. It's a weird decision, and I don't, E3 is weird. I, I've been kind of fighting the whole E3's dying trend for a while. People have been saying that for like twelve years now. I feel like, but it's this is gonna, a, it's, it's a big die. blow. It's weird. E3 won't die. It's it's increasingly been becoming different. And, and here's what I mean. Because it used to be, obviously in the early days, E3 happened in May. And then all the June issues is where you found out. Like, it was like a huge issue of here's yeah. everything from E3. You know, nowadays, obviously, everything's streamed and, and, well, and everything like it that. Well, it used to be, it used to literally be for businesses and the journalism was almost a side effect. Right. Then it kind of became for the journalism and, like, the fans were kind of a side effect. And now it's kind of about, like fans and things are sort of like like remember like it's like, weird like, like like e3s in like the early 2000s it was always like god do we have g4 like, right. how are we gonna watch this yeah no you know twitch youtube it was Mixer, like it's just all there yeah it was like oh we can, i remember those early 2000s we could actually watch the press conferences we can we i remember streaming these things on like GameSpot in that awful quality oh, god, yeah. but it was so exciting but yeah it's, it's just i mean those early press conferences they used to literally talk about sales numbers and things because they were kind of like business oriented mm-hmm. And they were literally press conferences, right? It's it's so different now, and I mean, I and you know, there's a there's a lot of arguments people have been making for a while, like why bother having like showing your game at E3 and competing for attention when you can just kind of do it in April and <laughs> have like a week to yourself yeah. or whatever. Well, because there is like the, the Nintendo Direct argument, but I still think there's something there's something to having that week of. The one big week big of video games. of the whole thing, yeah. And, I, and I'm not even talking about the thing where I was like, well, this is how the mainstream sees video games. Video games are mainstream. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if, like, you know, it's not like before it was like, oh, the Today Show had Rock Band on. Like, eh, that doesn't matter anymore. No. You know, but, like, 
I just think it, it, it's a good signal boost to have just that week where everyone's like, okay, what's going to happen this week? You're paying I, attention to it I more agree. than you usually are. I mean, it is, yeah, I, I've always liked E3. Uh, I yeah, always, I I've always thought it was fun. I thought, you know, I was like, oh, we're going to watch all these press conferences. Even covering it, I like it. Yeah, I, I, like, I like having a singular event to rally. It's, it's like a holiday. Yeah, it is. Way, it's a know? fun thing. Hey, E3's hip. I mean, gosh, back, like, again, in those early 2000s, I used to, like, go overboard with it. I, like, really, like, celebrated E3. Like, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was super fun. Yeah, great time. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it would be sad to me if that wasn't a thing anymore. No, but, like I said, I I am fairly confident that this affects the ESA, but as it'll affect you for work because you'll have to get some Ubers, I think. But for me, watching at home, it'll basically be we'll as see. if Sony was at E3. We'll Same see. way as it felt like. EA I'm still not convinced E3. that they're going to do their thing during E3, but we'll see. Um, do you think Microsoft's going to take like a big advantage? Oh, Microsoft's like fuck well, yes. I, I mean, in theory, but I still feel like their show, no matter what, is going to be Halo 5 or whatever it's called, Halo Infinite, and Gears 5. I think like, that's not going to change too much. Like, yeah, all these studios they acquired, they, those companies probably don't have anything to announce yet. Yeah, a couple of them might. Playtonics might, because they were probably making a Microsoft right, game anyway. At least two of them were probably working on something. Ninja Theory, man. maybe, also, yeah, right? Because they, they move pretty quick, too. I think, I think they'll have a couple of those announcements. They'll prob- This will probably be the E3... Because we already know it's coming, where they'll blow out what their whole streaming strategy is. And, like, you know, can you imagine them saying, like, buy this thing for 50 bucks, and as long as you got gold, you could stream any Xbox game. I still own. think that's early, but if you say so, I don't no, know. I mean, it'll come out in the in the spring, or the winter, rather. I don't, but I'm saying, it. I just think, I don't know. I don't know if you can release a mainstream Xbox streaming well, they product. they said they're yet. going to. Well, I mean, you can, yeah, not next it. year. Oh, I think so. I think you got to have five. 5G networks, at least, or something. I don't know. Oh, it's yeah. not going to be for mobile. I'm saying, I guess that doesn't, I'm saying make, a doesn't make sense. You, uh, you need 25 megabits. I have 400. Oh, no. We'll see. Every time I use these streaming things, I'm still not impressed. Uh, what about Nintendo? What's their show? Do you think they adjust anything because they think they're just doing what they're going to oh, do? Oh, they do their thing. <laughs> I think we'll get... We'll, this will be the coming out year for Metroid Prime 4. I mean, are, um, are they really going to... like? Is Metroid, so, you know, last three E3s, it was the Breath of Wild E3, the Odyssey E3, the Smash Brothers E3. I love Metroid... But, like, it's never really been that tier. Can they really have, like, Metroid be their thing? Or will it just be the next Pokemon game? I think think it can get there. Um, The Switch Switch is at such a critical mass point. Because... I think it's always been, like, not impressive, the opposite of it, that they were never... That they didn't manage to make Metroid a bigger seller. Considering its quality and, like, it's, like... Not, I don't know if mainstream, but, like, it's awareness. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fact that it doesn't sell more when it's real good or, well, or whatever. Well, it always felt like Metroid Prime was when they were, like, Super Metroid was a, was a huge hit. Like, like we didn't do anything on the 64. Well, Let's do something. And then, like, 2 and 3, not to, like, diminish them, but they were a little samey. Yeah. You know? Like, like you know, the Super Metroid was such a leap from Metroid. Uh, Prime was such a leap from Super Metroid. But, like, we sure. never had a leap like that again. If it could hit a leap like that, this will hit. Well, maybe. I mean, at this point, it's been since GameCube since we had a, or we anyways, a Metroid Prime game. I think you can kind of get away, get away with just doing a really pretty Metroid Prime again that's mm-hmm. on your Switch. I mean, as long as it's really well made. Right. And it'll help that if it's not like kind of gimmick driven a little bit like 2 was, a little bit like 3 was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as everyone doesn't talk. But I, yeah, I don't know. I still think like if... if I mean, assuming Pokemon, whatever, like the real Pokemon. Yeah, I don't know if that's next year. And like it's shown, you think it comes out next year? I think year? it comes out next year. I hope it does. I think it does. I mean, yeah, I think that's going to be their big holiday thing. And that might be the main thing, which would make sense. Are you getting Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu? Uh, they are the only thing that's in my Gamefly queue, and I just sent everything back a couple days mm. ago. So 
We'll see if they come in. And if right. I'm compelled, we'll see. But people have been like, I, I did find out. Them. Remember, we were talking about like the fact that you can't evolve Eevee, and that's kind of the point. Yeah. Um, I guess Pikachu and Eevee could learn like moves against type. Um, okay. And they're like new made up moves. Like one's called Splishy Splash. Oh, fine. But like that's like a move that yeah, Pikachu learns. So like Eevee can learn like a move from all the yeah. other Eevee evolutions. Okay. So you can fill in those types. I just, I don't know. The whole point of Eevee is that it becomes and a little boring. You can still get other Eevees and yeah, I guess. do the thing. Yeah, that's true. I could have a whole party of Eevees. Um, yeah, you can. I don't know. Like reviews have been pretty, like they're in the 80s, which almost surprised me. Like I don't know what it is with me. I'm like, I'm kind of against this game. We'll, well see. It's, it's, it's. I, I hate to face the fact that, like, I may have grown out of Pokemon. I know. I don't right? want to. Yeah, that's the problem, you know, isn't and, it? But, and, but, but as much as, like, I'm moving away from it, this one also is moving in the opposite direction That's the a problem, bit. right? Like, the problem is I so much want, like, a Pokemon game that challenges me a bit more, and this is the opposite of that. Yeah. Like, they're not making a Pokemon game for the people who played it 20 years ago. They keep making it for kids, which yeah. is fine. I understand that. But, but at the same time, like, I mean, Mario Odyssey... Right, Mario Odyssey... Hold the line, like... Yeah, they're like, yeah I, I guess I wish Pokemon could do that a bit more, like that Mario Zelda style. Like, I, feel, I feel like Nintendo is stuck in that period where it's like, everyone needs to be able to play our games, and like, you know, you couldn't walk ten feet without Luigi popping up to tell you exactly what to do. Yeah. And I feel like Pokemon has It's like you're going back to that. that. Yeah. yeah it, they seem to have a clear line of which franchises of theirs are like the super small kid ones and which ones, like, for everyone... Like, for some reason, it's like Yoshi is, like, a baby franchise now, and, and Pokemon's kind of there right yeah. now. Speaking of Pokemon, what do you think about Detective Pikachu? I am shocked at how good I that know. looks. It's so weird, because, like, I knew this was coming, but, like, when I still saw it, it still, like, was like, this is weird. It's but, like, I like way, it, though. It's kind I of, love it. It, it, is, it is. I think Chris said it looks like a modern mm-hmm. Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and I'm all about that. Except the, the cartoon's the detective this time. How about that? Yes, the yes. twist, you see. Yes. It is funny that somebody took... Uh, like, we gotta finally make like the Hollywood Pokemon game. And there was like this Japan only game called Detective Pikachu. It hadn't even come out here at yeah. this point. That, that's what we're gonna go with. We like this right. idea of Pikachu as a detective. But it, it, it is like I mean, you know, obviously we've had Pokemon movies of the animated variety, but it's it's, well, it's uh, different. There's something very fun about seeing like this real world where Pokemon exists, where like. You know, Ken Watanabe, in all seriousness, is saying how, Your like, father was a great Pokemon trainer. Right? <laughs> and it's like, it's, like, played straight. That's what's so cool, I think, is how straight the whole thing's yeah. played. It yeah, is. It's like, yeah, there's Pokemon here. Of course. That's the way the world works. I can, it kind of kind of get a, it gives me an idea of what to expect from that Sonic movie, too. Like, yeah, I now I'm of, very curious to what that's going to look like. Right. So that's interesting. All right, so some of the games we've been playing... Uh, you're like the only person who's like real enthusiastic about Fallout 76. I, 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 I like Fallout. <laughs> well, I like Fallout. I don't so, know. Like, I don't hate it. I, here, I have no idea what to think of it. Here's my excitement around it. Because, I mean, obviously, I, I played the shit out of 3. And I played a lot of New Vegas and 4, but never finished either one. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason for that was, as good as they are, they're still a little too samey. True. Like, like, Oblivion and Skyrim feel very different. Mm-hmm. I, I never got that leap out of Fallout 3. They were refined. But they were never like radically different. Okay. This because of obviously the multiplayer nature of it, but even just the changes that forces to the core gameplay, even if you never see anybody else, makes it different enough. Have you actually played with somebody else yet? Uh yeah, yeah. Who? I mean, not like grouped like up. Like you meet up people. Yeah, like like randomly in the world. Like there's public quests yeah. and events and things like that. So I've, I've done that. Yeah. I mean, actually, it was funny. Um, we we're I was doing one public event where there's like a lighthouse and you're trying to summon the Mothman. Hmm. I was there, but the public event wasn't going on. Okay, yeah. So you're you're killing these like irradiated fireflies to get their glowy bits to light this lighthouse. 
So, like, there's me and, and three other guys there. And I guess they were all in a group. So, like, we're doing this thing and these giant toads are attacking you. And it's cool. Like, we're all, like, running up down this lighthouse. Like, this is great. We summon the thing. We all get our quest for it. And all three of them start shooting me. And I'm like, fuck you guys. So, I, like, don't return fire. So, I'm like, I mean, by the time I got out of there, I'd taken a quarter of my life. Like, if yeah. I didn't, I just teleported back to my camp. But if yeah. I didn't, like, they would have got me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was neat. I, like, I never got into the base building in 4. Well, you kind of have to in this one if you're going to get into but it. But there's something a little more satisfying about it, knowing well, that it sits in the world and other people can find it. Well, in 4, it was so optional. You kind of right. like what? I mean, this game, it's pretty integral. I mean, the, the from what I can tell, the main gameplay loop is collecting scrap and using it to build up your base. Well, so here's here's the part of the loop that I never, I don't remember ever seeing covered until I stumbled on it in the game last night. There are these things, I believe they're called workshops. And they're, they're like... Yeah. They're they're kind of like camps out in the world, but yeah. but they're temporary for you. Like when you log out, you lose it. You have to capture it, fight off some waves of enemies, and while you're capturing it, you're in open PvP. Like you're not at that mm-hmm. first shot won't do much damage to you. And then once you have it, it has its own huge stash of loot that you can only use at the workshop. We can also build all these resource extractors depending on which workshop it is. That's like going to be a huge part of the loop. Is just controlling all these. To, to get that resource flow. Um, so that's like a really neat system. That's kind of like a way to engender some more PvP into the game. Uh, I just like... Because it's online, like, you're not hitting quick save every two seconds. You're actually getting... I mean, I do, do kind of like that I can't just... Like, I can't intentionally cheat out, like, right. block picking and some other things. Because you have to eat and drink, you have to... You, all that stuff has right. radiation. I mean, like, I'm actually... I, I, I've I, never had my radiations this high in a bar yeah. before. I mean, I'm, I'm all for that stuff. The things that are, like, holding me back, I mean, you know, there's like a whole debate now. Like, well, was it really... You don't understand what a game engine is. The game doesn't look great. The game doesn't run great. The environments look great. Well, the bloom looks great. <laughs> uh, it's maybe a little high. But, I mean, so it, the atmosphere can be pretty cool sometimes. I mm-hmm. like the forest parts. But it's not a great-looking game. Like, compared to, like, a Destiny 2. Oh, yeah. it's, there's nothing. Um, I mean, the shooting is awkward. And now Vats doesn't kind of cover up for it as much as it used See, to. Kind of like, I, like, so, I, as I always am, I'm primarily playing a sniper. Yeah, I and know. like that's it's almost like the opposite. Like I manually aim my snipes, and then when stuff gets in my face, that's what I'm using. Well, vats. you use vats when you kind of yeah, they're so close you can't really aim properly. Right. And then, then like just like right now, like I like every time I try to go somewhere, I'm just scavenging everything along the way, and then I kind of like get closer or cumber, and I have to like turn back around, and go back to my camp. Well, you'll hit a point when like it has that thing that Fallout Four had, where you could like kind of mark what you're looking for. Oh, not, that's not like I'm just trying to go somewhere, <laughs> you know. No, no, but I'm saying like you get to the point where you, you okay, you're like okay, I don't have to grab everything, well, I see, I guess. but I need I need aluminum. Oh, I see so what I'm going to only focus on getting aluminum. I see for what a you while. mean. Yeah, that makes sense. And eventually you'll get right. stuff to increase uh, your carry capacity. I mean, you get power armor that increases yeah. your, your carry capacity. So I'm quick. I mean, are you, how? I mean, power armor Fallout Four. It was like it had a charge thing. You didn't wear it all the time. Is that how it works here? Yeah, yeah, you, you, from what I understand, I haven't gotten it yet, but like if you like, say you get out of it in the world, like, cause it's bound to you, people can't just take it. If you uh-huh. get far enough away from it, it just like goes in your inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so, it, I, yeah, it's too, early, too early to tell for me, but we'll see. I, 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 I find it completely engrossing. I played for like mm-hmm. five hours last night. Like I was up way too late. My wife yelled at me. It, it nice. was great. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'll tell you what I do like is Tetris Effect. Yeah, I need. To, I should have played this before we recorded. I kind of forgot. I mean, it's Tetris, but it is super pretty and fun. Yeah. I mean, it's just the music really does kind of go with what you're doing. I'm, like, I'm sure it's amazing. It's just 40 bucks seems like such a tough pill to it's swallow fun. for that. I mean, it helps that 
I mean, really, the first time I played Tetris in a major way since almost Tetris DS. Remember that one? Everyone oh, that loved that. But the first time I really played in a while was when Puyo Puyo Tetris was like kind of a launch game for the Switch. So it was also like, a great game. Like, like, yeah, so I was like, oh, and like I kind of learned a good deal more about Tetris than I ever had playing that. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm like, I, I'm like better equipped for Tetris Effect. But yeah, it's just really pretty and fun. It's a great game to kind of play at like 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a fun. And, Put that on the Switch. Yeah. Well, it's like. Yes, because portable would be great, but it's also like, no, this is a game where the 4K kind of helps yeah. a little. It's very pretty. It almost makes me... And like, apparently in VR, it's cool, too. Yeah, yeah. But it's just in VR, like, with, with Tetris Effect and that Astro Bot game, it kind of, like, has, like, it's the games bad. where it's almost like, I almost want this. Yeah. That'll be something maybe PlayStation 5, like, it could have, like, a better VR support, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then the other big uh, new thing I played and I, I reviewed was uh, the Spyro Reignited Trilogy. So, it looks pretty. It looks very pretty. It's like a it's like a living cartoon. I mean... But does the gameplay of these still hold up? Well, it's funny, still hold up, because I don't know if you, you were saying, we didn't really play a ton of Spyro. I had the original. I never got into the sequels. We played the first one a lot. You played the first one. I don't think I played it a ton. But it's it's super fun. I thought I, it controls really well. You know, Crash Bandicoot is basically like a a two D platformer with like the Z dimension, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not there's not a lot going on flashy wise or whatever. Like it's not like Mario sixty four. Spyro is a bit more like Mario sixty four. Instead of like the kind of like double jump and like the fancy acrobatics, it's about the charge and the glide. Mm-hmm. It's and that stuff's very satisfying. It's fun to kind of like. Figure out where the highest point is and where you can glide to and you can reach. It's it's kind of it's pretty easy. Like it's not like totally unengaging, but compared to Crash, it's it's easier. It's, so it's a bit more chill. Um, um, I'm really uh kind of played mostly one and two so far. I've only touched three a little bit, but uh, one I enjoyed a lot. Two I enjoy, although it's like it was like oh we have to add more cutscenes now, and it's like a lot of these cutscenes are kind of like bad Looney Tunes skits. Mm-hmm. And I'm like this is this maybe. I always Dude. just hate in the first game, like, every time you save the dragon, they're like, you may ask me one question, young Spyro. What's the secret to finally See, burning metal? Now, <laughs> it's like, like, there is none, you only, idiot. Only two dragons uh, did that to me. Yeah? I was actually, it was actually one of my favorite things about Spyro 1 was, like, when you freed those dragons in the original... They, they're just all palace lost. I think there might be some different ones, but they look about the same. Mm-hmm. Like, in the remake, they're all these different models, and they all, like, look really unique and different. And it's like, I just had fun, like, getting the different dragons. Like, this one's a baker. Huh, he has a cake. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> stuff. this one's My a painter. Yeah. So, but yeah, I was having a lot of fun with them. They're they're very good uh, 3D platforms, though, and they really do look gorgeous yeah. now, too. I mean... Yeah, so I think if you haven't had ever had any affinity for those games, it's it's easily worth picking up. I think if you like just like three D platformers and you kind of never got into it for some reason, it's also worth. Uh, Is that coming to Switch? Uh, not yet. It will. I mean, Crash Bandicoot came out later. Yeah. This one did come out on Xbox One the same day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it'll come out the Switch, I'm sure. Which which may be a great way to play it. Right. Uh, so yeah, I enjoyed Spyro. Uh, aside from that, you know, playing more Diablo three, getting those 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 great rifts done. Diablo three so good. Yeah, it's fun to play so a little good. bit of that. I, I, I got to the point I did like a level fifty five greater rift, like to... under three minutes. Ooh. Then I did a sixty in like three and a half minutes. Like I'm there. I'm still on Paragon 50. level four hundred eight. I just did a fifty. So it's just, it's so funny how I you know I played a lot of Diablo three. I never really played it. Yeah, I know what you, you know mean. what I mean. Well, back because like I was still thinking like Diablo two style, where like to me playing that game was beating the campaign, 
And for Diablo 3, especially once Adventure Mode came out, not really. It's, yeah, and the smartest thing they did was just unlocking play, Adventure Mode adventure from the mode. start. Yeah. I'm so glad they did that for this version. Yeah, that game, it's, it, it's the perfect portable game. Who knew? So, you know? Yeah. I started up uh, Destiny 2, but haven't really been able to do much with it because then Fallout happened right away. Uh-huh. But I'll tell you what, just playing, like I, like, I actually had to do, like, the story missions of Warmind because I didn't play Warmind. Or you didn't, like, use the boost they gave you? No, I'll play through Warmind. Okay. But I was like, even when I was doing that, I was like, man, shooting this game feels fun. Mm. Especially, like, you know, I still like Overwatch, but, like, there's not a lot of shooting you do in that game right now with the current meta. Like, the last few new characters, like, like the last few new characters, not only are they, like, not traditional FPS characters, but they're also all pretty strong and they're mm-hmm. played a lot, and they kind of counter the traditional shooting characters. Like, Tracer's pretty much done. Soldier's not doing a whole lot. <laughs> Uh, we should talk about Ash. That well, Ash is super her. fun, but yeah, she's great. But I am still like worried, like, because you do anything against a, a, a bridge or whatever for Bagetta. It's, it's Seagull actually posted a video. Seagull's the most popular. Oh, you need to show me this before. Well, I go yeah, it. he's the most popular Overwatch streamer, and he's usually Mister Smile, the nice guy. And he's kind of like talking about how he's bummed out, how the game's been frustrating him lately. Uh, and I think there are some issues. I, I do. I think they. I think they might have to stop releasing heroes, like. Is it too much? It is getting is that, is too much because because well, if when heroes become super hard counters to other heroes like like Brigetta or whatever and Tracer like you just can't play a Tracer against Brigetta she'll just hit you with that shield and kill like there's nothing you can do you're dead right mm-hmm. like Tracer's just like not played right now for example right and I think it's one thing with like so like and he brought this point up uh Widowmaker fair like Widowmaker counters fair. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, you still have to aim, hit the head, hit him a few right. times. The ferret can peek around like corners and still shoot. You know, there's play there. There's engagement there. It's not so much of a, I picked this character, so I countered you and you lose. Right. And there, there, there are kind of situations like that right now. And I think they're aware of it. I think they're working on some things because, like, map production slowed down. But I don't know. Like, I I don't want it to become Team Fortress 2 where there's just so many, like, Team Fortress 2's problem, there's so many weapons and weird things out right. there. Like, it was just, I don't know, it was like a coin flip. And that's like that's what Seagull was saying. And, I mean, for me, of course, it's a coin flip because I'm just, like, an okay player or whatever. But, like, you know, for him, he's like, look, I play these games. So it just feels like a coin flip. Like, if I solo queue, depends who I'm teamed with, depends who we pick, who the other people pick. It's not really like a, you know, it's hard for one person to have these kind of big moments of triumph where they can carry a team to victory or whatever. Which, you know, they shouldn't too often. <coughs> Plenty, the big, <coughs> excuse me, the big point, <coughs> apparently I'm not done yet. A big point he made was that like the like Overwatch is still super fun when it's really fun, but like when it's not that, it's becoming super frustrating, which is which leads to t- toxicity and, and some other things. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's like there's there's things to do. I would still like to just see like a permanent horn mode, like you can almost like play that more so than doing traditional quick play or competitive play or something. I don't know, but um, I think there's I think I think they I still like Overwatch now. I think they need to get ahead of the problem though because they can spiral out right. of control. But we'll see. Uh, I beat Heroic Gahoon in World of Warcraft. Good job. Good. And I beat the fir- we beat the first two mythic bosses. Good job. Get to some more of that. I'm excited for that battle of the Siege of Zodazar right Yeah, that'll be cool. The the King Nekatork, uh fight. Oh, I was doing in my Alliance character, like, I, I ended up in the area where that entrance to Mechagon is. Mm. 
So like now I was like, oh, I know what this is. Cool. That's gonna be fun. I loved. So that's gonna be like the mega dungeon, and which was Karazhan the last. Uh, yeah, I like that concept. I love Karazhan, Karazhan, whatever it is. All right, is that it? Did we, did we talk for half an hour? Uh, Twenty-seven and a half minutes. Good e. <laughs> Uh, probably no show next week. Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, fun. Yeah. What are you doing actually Thanksgiving? Are you going to your in-laws? In-laws. Then Friday, we're at Chris's for not Thanksgiving, just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Saturday's dad's, and then Sunday. Next Sunday. Like a fan, yeah, next. Like, like my birthday, we're going to do it with my mom. No, yeah, that, well, yeah, you're talking next, next Sunday. What are you getting me for my birthday? I don't know. Whoa, I haven't got it yet. Like a stick or something? What wow. Mean? I mean, I have a stick. I made my costume with this. Oh, that's right. What do I need? Well, you loved it so well. I figured I'd get you I a hard drive. <laughs> All right. I do lands. Good point. All right. This was into the Explain Barrel podcast. You can find more of us at ebpodcast.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Go to... Uh, the Apple, the Android, the Spotify, all those thingies, and find our old shows. Thank you for listening. What episode number was this? 498? I was going to say, this wasn't 500. Yeah, I bet. I hope not. <laughs> it's not. It's like 498 or 499. We're, we're getting there. We're, we're getting, getting there. I don't know what we're going to do, but geez, 500 episodes. Uh, Who's going to binge them all? Someone will. This, this, this is 498. I thought so. Okay, we're getting there. So, halfway through towards Christmas time. We'll be there. We can even do Game of the Year then. There you go. I feel like once Smash Bros. comes out, that's kind of it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anything else is coming out in December. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Bye. That's not what you say. You say we'll see you next time right here on the Explain Real Podcast. Uh, I didn't know they were that, like, holding to You've, tradition. like, literally done it every time for, like, eight years. Mm-hmm.